Hi friend, do you want to experience more energy, vitality, and flow in your life? Well, be sure to go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and check out the supplement section. We have all of your favorites back in stock. Vegan Vitality and Vegan Powder Protein are two of the favorites that go very quickly. So if you're into protein and vitality, be sure to check those out. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittes, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is how to make it count. How to make it count because time is limited. It is our most sacred and special resource, and how we spend it matters. That's the premise of today's episode. If you're new to the show, thank you for being here. My name is Winston Wittes, and I am here with uh, doing the podcast episode. I do this episode from my car, and um, I'm going to do a quick public service announcement and ask that you use your blinker, your turn signal, when you are driving. It creates flow out there in the universe, or at least on the streets, at least a little bit. It's awesome. It's good. It helps people understand what your intentions are on the road and allows them to adjust accordingly. So there you go. All right. So today's episode, Make It Count, is um, I was just uh, driving my kid to school, one of my kids, one of our kids, and I try to think of like, how can I maximize this time together? You know, we have fun. We listen to music and all that. And that's cool, but it's not like the super highest, best way that we could spend time together, I feel like, right? But it's a, it's not like we have hours to, to talk and get into deep conversations or that that would even be the best use of our time either. So how can I make the most of it? That's something I'm always kind of trying to figure out. And there's also a part of the whole thing where it's like I can't force it, right? Because if I make it too forced, then it's not going to be any fun either and he's going to not want to do it or it's going to be dorky or whatever. So it's got to be cool, it's got to be kind of natural, and it's got to be fun. And ideally, it would tie into something bigger, something more long-term. This is, And this is just my own, my own take on it, right? Because somebody else might be going the exact opposite way and say, hey, I want to just keep things light and fun. And like, that's the most important thing is to just keep everything light and fun. For me, it's like, yeah, I still want to keep things light and fun, but I also want to do things that will build long-term positive habits for him, right? And so one of those things that kind of came back into my awareness just last night or two nights ago was solfege, solfeggio, which is singing and using syllables. So do, re, mi, fa, do, and I sing it in minor, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, do, ti, la, so, fa, re, and I skipped one, and I'm out of practice, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, do, ti, la, so, fa, mi, re, do, so there you go, that's the basic idea. Some people say C instead of T, depending on where you're from. That's uh, it's European scale note system. And uh, one thing that's really cool. So I majored in music, by the way. I don't share that very often. Studied music in college. 
music really had a big impact on me growing up. And so it was very important for me that I went and studied music and was able to teach it, which I did for many years and really, really enjoyed it. It was a great way to give back, I felt, and pay it forward. So anyway, I want to be able to teach my kids solfeggio because I believe it's very, very important. And I had the chance, I, I taught at a, an international school for a few years. Really a great school, great experience, a lot of really cool people and kids that I got to work with. And the kids from China, they grew up singing solfege. And that was really cool. Like they all kind of already knew it. So when I would get into it with uh, the, the class, they had a great neat advantage that they already were familiar with it. They could already sing it. And I think it's such a powerful it's easy if you learn, you know, like anything, if you learn it young and it just isn't a natural part of your routine and habits, it becomes very easy, right? And that's the idea of me starting early with my kids. And I even developed music trainings to so that when I had kids, I would be able to do it with them. And now where are they? Yeah, I got to burn them and figure them out, you know, whatever. But they're, um, but I also can't force it, right? Like we, you know, teach we have a piano keyboard in our house and i've played keyboard with um, our oldest and uh you know i have to be careful because he they're kids you know it's like you can't it's like with the cat cats are very much like if you want to pet them they don't want anything to do with you you know, but if you ignore them and you can't, you don't want them near you, then they're all up in your business and they want attention. It's a, you know, it's that kind of like magnetic. If you're putting your energy toward it, then it spins away and moves away. But if you go the other direction, then it comes back and attracts. It's kind of like that, I feel like, where it's like if I push it on him, he doesn't want to have anything to do with it. But if we can just have fun and dance and play and sing and whatnot, then, um, Sometimes I can kind of get him into it. So so I learned that he is in music class or has music class at school where they sing some solfege. And so this morning I was able to get him to sing it for me. And, uh, and so that was really cool. And I want to – and so I came up with the game where I'm singing in solfege because he only knows uh, three of the syllables so far. So I was singing in solfege songs that he could guess like okay what song am i singing now do and so i did like me re do me re do 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 re 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 me re do which is uh hot cross buns like the first song everybody learns which i actually did not sing for him because i couldn't remember what song i wanted to sing for him i was singing some other ones but that was the one but anyway, um, so he started having fun, and he's like, okay, give, do another one, do another one, right? And also now he wants me to, now he's encouraging me to sing more of them, and and I'll bet that we could do it again tomorrow. So that was really exciting for me. That was a big win. It's like, okay, cool. I found out a way to kind of get him excited about playing this game that is a musical game that can really, he could do this for the rest of his life. It's some. It's a skill that can be developed over time and there's lots of depth to it and it can you, anytime you're listening to music you know you can draw on to these kind of this kind of knowledge trying to you know reflect on it or go deeper depending on how much it interests you so what kind of things 
are you doing or do you want to do that tie into something that you can, you know, go infinitely deep on in a sense? Like, are there things that you do or play or learn about that will be a lifetime habit for you? And is it something that is that you're going to look back on in 20 years or five years or three years or whatever and be glad that you spent so much time on it? Or will you look back and say, like, dang, why did I watch 20 hours of TV a day? I wish I'd, like, gone out and done more with my life, right? That kind of looking back on where was the value, where did I spend my time, was it worth it? And so for me, I try to do that a, a fair amount and reflect. Uh, I try to set habits that it's like, okay, this is something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You know, jujitsu. I'm going to do that as long as I physically can. And so that's one thing that I, I don't invest a ton of money in, but I definitely invest in. You know, it costs money to have the gear. It costs money to, uh, you know, then once a year I buy some training videos or access to uh, like grappler's guide, for instance. And that way I can keep my mind sharp. I can keep learning about it. It's something I love. It's something I'm, you know, I've, I've, over the, my first three years training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I bought one mat each year. So now over the course of, I've been at it for five years now, I've got three mats that when I can make room in my gosh darn garage, I can actually play, put the mats out and use them. I also have two grappling dummies that I've acquired over the years. So these are the kind of things that, in the short term, if I had spent the money and then not done it, it would have been a waste, right? But because this is something I'm committed to doing for years and years and for, again, for the rest of my life, making these little incremental investments in myself and in my skills and in my learning, it's it keeps paying off year after year after year, right? And so what kind of habits or things do you do that support you in your long-term goals? And what kind of habits or things do you do that do not support your long-term goals? And then is it okay to have some things that are short-term, just like, hey, I just did it for the heck of it, for the fun, and I'll never do it again? Or like, hey, this is just like a one-time opportunity? Because those things are important too, I think, right? Like, hey, I had the chance to go do this amazing thing, and and then I did it, and it was awesome. Okay, cool. So having those things too that are meaningful for maybe the novelty of it or for the uh just the experience and doing it consciously you know making a decision like hey this is something i've never done before this is something i've always wanted to do it's on my bucket list right and making a memory out of it like a conscious effort to memorialize it in some way so i think that's kind of a neat balance is the daily, okay, here's my routine or here's something that I can develop, a new habit maybe that will be that I'll be able to build on for years and years. And then, oh, on the other end of the spectrum is like, hey, this is something that I probably won't ever do again or might not ever do again, but I sure as heck want to do it at least once in my life. So that is how I see Make It Count. And then if there's a way... So uh, a kind of a side idea on that is something where you have like a journal or memory book or whatever of these different, you know, let's say you're into concerts and into bands. Like you may, oh, okay, once in a lifetime opportunity to see such and such play, perform. And uh, 
but you're going to concerts and shows maybe relatively often. Maybe that's your thing that you you plan on doing for the rest of your life. Like, hey, I love live music. I love live I like dancing. I like going to shows. I like going to whatever. Okay, great. So you're maybe that's a lifelong habit that you have and you're developing. You know, you've got your routines and whatnot associated with that. And maybe you save a, a ticket stub from each event and you put that into a folder, right? Or a wristband from each event or a flyer. Those kind of ideas of like, okay, this is something that you do all the time and you save that one piece of, or you take a picture, like my friend, when we picture the three of us together, you know, it's always like the same kind of pose. And so we have uh, a fair amount of pictures of us all at these different events in that same kind of pose with the three of us. So that was kind of one of our traditions, I guess like a tradition, right? Is like, what kind of traditions do you have that are fun? Like they build over time. But another one that comes to mind, it's uh, getting close to the holiday season as I record this. And in our family and with uh, Elaine and her family, we have kind of a tradition of, um, you know, we go over to uh, our one Elaine's cousin's house and we play games at night and, you know, these card games and stuff. And then uh, me and her one cousin, Shani, we play um, California Speed, which is a card game, and it's super fun <laughs> and very competitive. We really get into it. But that's usually like when everybody else is kind of asleep. So it's kind of one of those fun things where it's like it doesn't happen every year, but it when it does, um, it but it does happen most years, I think. Uh, and it's it's really fun. I look forward to it. So it's those kind of things that I think make make a lot of things special, right? What are those routines that you maybe take for granted that are part of your day consciously or unconsciously and how can you maybe bring more awareness to it and or make it better? You know, if there's if you're having time throughout your day where it's just like you don't remember it. <laughs> like you zone out the whole time like on a commute. And then you get there and you're like, ah, oh, here goes an hour of my life. What could you have done differently? Maybe you're listening to this podcast, in which case you're crushing it. Great job, friend. Um, maybe there is a, a book on tape. You know, books on tape are your thing or whatever. Maybe you reach out and call past clients. Maybe you reach out and call family. Maybe you learn how to sing solfege and you practice that. Whatever it is, Look for those opportunities and and figure out how do you inject that level of awesomeness into it. So sometimes I see people and they're on a break, um, you know, whenever I'm driving around or whatever. And people handle, you know, their off time differently, right? We all have our own different little things. And so is that break time contributing to your overall success? at whatever it is you want to, however you define success, right? Like if you want to create more financial independence in your life, let's say, that's a goal. You want more financial freedom. And then during, like when you're off of work or during your breaks, are you doing things that support that? Or are the things you're doing not support that, right? So for instance, I consult full-time real estate, uh, consultant to real estate investors. I teach them how to build their business online. And so one of the common things that I hear is, you know, I don't have the time. 
I don't have the, you know, I've got a full-time job, I've got a career, I've got these, you know, I've got kids, i got this and that, all going after my time, and I don't have the time to build this business. But why did they get into the business? So then I get them, you know, reconnected to their why. Well, why did you even, you know, join this program? Why, do you, why did you want to get into real estate investing and build this business? Oh, I want more time. Okay, well, how... It, it, Building a business does not build itself. You know, it requires your time. You got to be willing to put the time in if you want to be able to get any kind of time freedom back out. So it's kind of almost a paradox. But then it's like, okay, well, let's look at the time that you do have and how much of that are you actually investing in your business. And it varies, right? There's some people, they say, oh, I'm so busy with this. I just couldn't do that. Or, oh, I, you know, was looking at all these houses, but nothing seems to be working and it's just, you know, I don't have the time and blah, 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 blah. And then other people will use that same amount of time and they'll have been analyzing deals, talking with sellers, writing offers, doing the part of the, the business that actually is the hard work that actually makes the money. And those people will have success, financial success. So those 15 minutes in one person's hand are virtually useless as far as moving the needle forward. And then with the other person, those 15 minutes become crucial to the success of their business and their future. It's the same 15 minutes, right? What do we do with it? How aware are we that we just used 15 minutes on something? Most of the time, I think a lot of us are not aware of where that 15 minutes went. It's like, oh, I watched a video on YouTube and now, boom, that time is gone. And I'm not judging, right? I do the same thing, but... And I'm just pointing it out because I'm aware of it at this moment. And I and I, I am pretty aware of it throughout the day, right? I've got a lot of – I talked about this before, what I call Tetris time. I've got these little blocks of time. I know how long this activity takes. I know how long this activity takes. And all these little activities tie into my bigger goals and bigger projects. So I know, like, oh, I got five minutes here. Well, boom, I can work on this habit here. I can, you know, do this sleight of hand here, which is playing into this bigger routine that I'm working on that – you know, who knows, five, ten years down the road, I might perform. That's the kind of thing that I look for and that I guess I, I wanted to share with you because this, again, a five-minute drive to drop off my kid. Well, we can, you know, kind of just be and not be aware of that time. It's just like, oh, it's commute time. Oh, it's just time I take my kid to school. Um, oh, we just listen to the default radio. You know, okay, great. Those are average things that the average person probably does. Do I want average results in my life? Do I want average for my kids? No, I don't. I want above average. I want them to go out into the world and crush it, and I want them to have all the tools possible to live the most amazing life they can. So those five minutes are crucial. How am I impacting them as a dad, as a father? What am I doing? Like, it's up to me. It's my responsibility. It's my opportunity to do something that is, above and beyond in those five minutes. I have their undivided attention almost for five minutes while I make this commute, maybe even 10 minutes, you know. Um, and so what am I doing with it? How am I making the most of it? And I think, I do think about these things a lot. And, you know, but again, it's a it's a fine line in a sense, right? I can't force it because then that's, that's not going to work. So I got to get creative and find these ways. It's like getting kids to eat their vegetables. I want to have fun and teach him something really cool that uh, that he could use for his whole life, and yet it's kind of like vegetables. So if I they're not 
if it's not done in a fun, awesome, delicious way, chances are it's not going to get done at all. So that's it. I've been rambling a little bit, but um, just was excited to kind of share that with you and hopefully give you some inspiration and ideas about opportunities to squeeze in some awesomeness into your day, some new habit that can develop you further, some skill you want to develop, some new knowledge that can improve your life and uh, figure out how to work it into your schedule and be more awesome for yourself. So that's it, friend. I think you're already pretty awesome. You're listening to this podcast, so there you go. There's my vote of confidence in you. You can do it, go out and crush it. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. Hey, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you like essential oils? Me too. Did you know you can go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and pick up some essential oils? Yeah, get them while they're going. And until next time, friend, be flowing.